There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Boom, on. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Guess what? We have, we have it. We have our first sponsor, first sponsor for The Coach HP Show. Today's episode of The Coach HP Show is sponsored by Positivity. Positivity. Something that doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter who you vote for, who you don't vote for, what you wear, what you don't wear, whether you're winning or losing, positivity is something we can always use a little more of. So please, today, right now at this moment, if you feel you're lacking a little bit of positivity, all positivity wants you to do is stop, don't be hard on yourself, take a deep breath. Breathe in and out and understand that you could always add a little more positivity to brighten your day and your mood. Positivity was here yesterday, is here today, and is always here to stay. All right, on this episode of the Coach HP Show, New Star Media, the women of New Star Media, they're smart, they're successful. They know what they're doing. Tina, Jolie, make a great team. They started in the middle of, almost in the middle of the pandemic with the corona. So how they've been adjusting, what they've been doing to keep going, to keep helping their clients is interesting. So without further delay, let's get right into this. The Coach HP Show with the women of New Star Media. Let's go. Like, what are we going to do about this fucking Cubano from the South, downtown of South Florida, putting together the firm with the palm trees behind him. He's a monster. He's controlling the market. I'm going live here. All right. Three, two, one. Jolie, we're on. Jolie, you're a little bit of an unfair advantage here because I know so much about Miss Tina Vanderven, but I know very little about you. So, mm. Tina, we're going to let Jolie take it for a little bit and then we'll do. We'll all get in together. Okay. Jolie, where are you from? Miami, born and raised in Miami. Lived here all my life. And Not your parents? My parents are Cuban and I was born in Miami, 1973. Whoa, whoa, Cubana. Cubana, sí. Pero habla español. Hablo español, muy bien, perfectamente. Look at that, look at that. <laughs> Tina, how does it feel to be the only Persian in it, South Florida? You know, Come on. I love it. I love it. You know, we all identify in some way, shape, or form, and there's no doubt. Um, I feel like an outlier, but it's it's great. It's great to represent the Persian tribe in Miami. How often do you get misrepresented for a Spanish woman? All the time. All the time, huh? All the time. But it's great. You know, I think growing up in South Florida, um, I, I learned Spanish in school as a child. So, 
you know, thankfully I have the ability to communicate in Spanish and um, it's, it's awesome. It doesn't matter. It's all good. We also do smoke signals, sign language, whatever it takes to communicate. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Jolie, what high school did you go to? South Miami. You went to South Miami? Yes, I did. Nice. And elementary school? Emerson Elementary School. Emerson Elementary School. Okay. Tina, what high school? You were, you were in Fort Lauderdale, no? Yeah, I went to Nova University School. I was there from preschool through senior year. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Jolie, high school. How was high school for you? High school was great, fun, actually. Yesterday I had lunch with uh, my high school friends have turned out to have amazing, diverse, successful backgrounds in a variety of things, from Hollywood to lawyers to government leaders, you name it. And then there's Jolie, of course. But just yesterday I had lunch with uh, with my one of my high school best friends, and she's now a national rock star litigation lawyer. And I still, we were just talking about how we used to uh, go to the beach and she used to tell me while we were uh, playing volleyball in high school that she wanted to be a lawyer. And I would tell her I wanted to go into media. And interestingly, we both did what we set out to do. And she's now one, her firm is now one of my clients and she's got major national class action litigation that she's working on. So really interesting how South Miami uh, Cobras created so many interesting characters. My cousins went to, I have two cousins that went to South Miami. Really? Older me. Yeah, a little older than me. But okay. yeah. What year did they graduate? What, year, what class are you? 91. Well, maybe uh, Miguel Moya. Oh my God. Miguel Moya, of course. Mikey. Yes, my cousin. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That might explain. And then I've been. We're good. We were. We've always gotten along. He's awesome. You, you were cool, huh? Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's yeah. <laughs> he told me that um, that he was uh, fascinated that I spoke so clearly and so well. And I and he said, "I love listening to you talk your words." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? My words? I'm just uh, look at them. I'm always making the romance. I don't know. I, don't know. Tina, I think he was making a move there on our girl. Definitely agree. Yeah, definitely. Tina, Tina, for you, high school. Jolie just said. She thought of media. You did you think about that? I mean, being it's it's tough being listen being Cuban getting a degree was fascinating for us. Our parents study study study. Being Persian, that mm -hmm. sets up a whole different bar. How was that for you? Um, I I think going in in uh, in tandem with what you're saying, uh, you know, the Persian bar is that you either become you know traditionally and stereotypically. You, you either become a lawyer, an engineer, or a doctor. You know, you right. fall into those three categories. So, um, you know, truly as a child, I really felt like I was on the, the, the medical track. You know, my hopes and aspirations were to become a pediatrician. Um, even in my senior yearbook, you know, I even refer to the fact that in, in 10 years, I see myself graduating from medical school and becoming a pediatrician. So, you know, co-owning, a co-founding a, co uh, a, a marketing communications firm was definitely something that I did not anticipate um, that I would do uh, in my senior year of high school. That's and that's crazy. Yeah, uh, that's part of the interesting thing because I will tell you that all of our experiences combined have led us to this place. And I began, I thought I was gonna go to law school. I was starting University of Miami and then I had an opportunity. I had been working at the Miami Herald for a very long time just because I loved journalism and writing. I was there through 
high school and college. And um, when I was about to start law school, my editor strong-armed me into a position. And at the time, it was not easy to, to um, you know, the, the Herald was very uh, adamant about hiring only from the inside. And there were a lot of people vying for this position. And, and they kind of handed it to me because they, I was, I've always been a pretty hardworking person. So that said, um, and then I, I ventured into the world of media. Uh, then I ventured into the world of communications because I realized that everything that I learned as a reporter could translate very well to helping businesses and companies communicate. And so much of, of what we do is about building mutual understanding and communicating. And then here we are, um, Tina and I, Tina the Persian, I met her at uh, at the Sports Club LA about, I don't, I always forget, it's been way too many years. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The one in Brickell? Yes. Oh, in Brickell. That's what her. happened? So that became Equinox though, right? Correct. That's a good gym. I worked out there for a little bit. That's a good gym. Yes. Yes. I it was 15 years ago, Jolie. 15 years ago. So there we are. 15 years ago. Um, and then she she worked at Greenberg Traurig at the time. And uh, and I had uh, started my agency, my, a, a prior firm that I had, which I grew. I uh, grew it very successfully and sold it about two years ago. And uh, her law firm, Greenberg Traurig, where she headed marketing and communications and basically you name it, uh, she was one of my clients. And we worked very well together over the years, not only as friends having sushi, but also collaborating over uh, complicated national crisis communications matters and, and local business development for local lawyers, you name it. We decided eventually, hey, it makes sense to partner and start a business. And really interesting how her background um, which is very institutional. And when you look at her background with healthcare, um, um, and, and you can talk about it as well, but you know, her background within healthcare, her background within law, my background with media and communications, how we really have come together in a very unique way to provide very high level service for clients. Tina, you see how Jolie went into the sales? I like that. Jolie's like, listen, I'm going to just, we're going to talk about New Star Media. I don't want to talk about anything else. Jolie, before we talk about New Star Media. No, I'm Cuban, and I, so you add that I'm naturally goal-driven. I'm type A. I love it. I love it. Listen, two questions for you. Number one, when you were at the Herald, yeah. did you work for Miss, is it, what was her name, Rosa Gonzalez? I, I worked with Susan Burnside, who is an was an incredible, amazing mentor and human being, and okay. I learned so much from her, and she was highly, highly respected. Uh, and and talk about you think I cut to the chase. This lady was brutal, and I loved her. Loved it, huh? I learned everything. I would sit next to her. Um, let me tell you, I was a high school kid. I was supposed to go in and out to do a couple of stories. I wanted to learn. I would sit next to this lady until she was done with her work, just watching her and learning, watching her edit. And that's how I really learned a lot of news writing was just this opportunity to watch her edit and work. And she loved it she took it under my wing she took me under her wing in a way i got it tina what's your favorite sushi spot um right now today i would tell you there's a spot on brickle called osaka nakai and it is some of the best sushi i ever had um but beyond osaka i would say it's matsuri and nobu are are my my top three favorites jolie tina what about sakura you know, Sakura's up there too, but I'm telling you, I haven't taken you to Osaka yet. So you're going to experience the glory of it and you'll understand why it's number one on my list now. See, I, Tina, you can trust her for so many things and restaurants is one of them. Oh, I know. <laughs> trust me. I know. What, what was the sushi place that you guys used to eat at? 
We Sakura. A lot of Sakura. A lot of yeah. It's what so convenient. What do you guys order there? Oh, Tina, you I'll let you or do you want you go for it? Okay. Okay, so Jolie is a regular there. And so I, I literally, I think they they have identified- She has a role, she has her own role. I call it the Jolie roll. And it's a sushi roll with seaweed, brown rice, cooked salmon, scallions, jalapeno, avocado. What am I missing, Jolie? Asparagus. Asparagus. And, yeah. and that's, and if you eat that, you too will look like who, who is the fittest damn, woman I have ever seen in my life. So if it works for Joel, it works for me. Nice, and nice. It's it's got to be wrapped in soy paper. And well, soy, I'm right. And you need ginger dressing. Lots of ginger dressing because instead of using soy sauce, you use ginger dressing. And then you also yeah. order a salad with avocado and you order edamame and you order five pots or ten pots of green tea. And you're <laughs> And then you talk for hours. Yeah. Let, let me tell you guys something interesting. Have you guys both been to LA? Yes. Yes. My best friend has a sushi spot called Sushia in Sunset mm -hmm. Plaza. Okay. Right next to Le Petit Four. You know Le Petit Four? No. It's right there on Sunset Boulevard, right where the Equinox is, up Sunset Plaza. Okay. Real famous part there of uh, Los Angeles. This is how much of a sushi eater I am. This is my boy. I have unlimited free stuff. You he would have the chef cook me a steak and cut bananas because I hate sushi. <laughs> I hate fish. But I appreciate I appreciate that, you guys. What I like about doing about this show... It's over. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm no, done. no, no. You're right there. Listen, what I like about doing this is obviously you guys are super talented at what you do. If not, you wouldn't be doing it. But the understanding and passion you guys have for the details of the right restaurant, the right food, the fitness, that translate over to your kind of work. Because if you're a pro in what you eat and you're a pro in how you carry yourself and the way you, you feel, then business is usually, usually there's some difference. That's what's important to me. So that's mm -hmm. why I talk about, man, what, what makes these two women so good? What is it? What, what are the small things? Because the generic answer is obviously both you guys busting your asses and you work harder than everybody which is what everybody does that's winning. But I want to hear about the small stuff, the food, the meetings. Those are the little things. Jolie, any kids with you? I have two children, six and eight, and they're actually taking a swim class with Tina's two children in my pool right now. Okay. <laughs> I told them they had to be quiet because mommy has a very important podcast. Oh, I love it. What, uh, where do they go to school? They go to St. Phillips here in Coral Gables. Okay, St. Phillips. Any sports? They play any sports? Oh, you name it. There, my. I'm so blessed. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm one of those moms that talks about our kids. I never thought I would be, but I just love them so much. I can't help myself, and I start talking. And so, don't get me going, or I. I'll. I'll keep going. But yeah, they talk a lot. They have a lot of sports. They do soccer, um, gymnastics, swimming, obviously, um, yoga. Believe it or not, at school, and they're both great at school. They're kind. They're delicious. Uh, my son eats sushi with me now. He's so nice, cute. Nice. Uh, I'm just, we're, we're both so blessed and so thankful that we have delicious children. That's the best way well, to let me Let me tell you something about Tina's kids. Yeah. So Tina's daughter, I think it's like a little mini Tina. Oh. She's like, wears her tutu when she wants to wear tutu. She's, uh, she's there when we have to pick up baseballs. She's picking up baseballs. She's assertive. She's in movement. Yeah. Really, really, really efficient. Oh, yeah. 
Now, Ethan is the best, and I'm going to tell you why. What? Tina, the other day, I was working with him, and I go, Ethan, you got to attack the ball. And he goes to me, Coach Hector, but not attack the ball like World War II, right? <laughs> uh, no, no, not that kind of attack, Ethan. Not that kind of attack. That's why. He's the best. He's the best. You guys now, Tina, you, college. How was the transition to college? What did you study? Um, so the transition to college was, I sorry, went to University of Miami for undergrad, like Jolie. Um, and I majored in biology and I double minor, I'm sorry, I majored in psychology and I double minored in biology and chemistry. So again, you know, I was still on track, you know, this vision of I'm going to go to medical school. And college was really a big transformative time for me. You know, it's when you evolve and you're trying to identify yourself, you're trying to grow, you're trying to uh, transition from being a teenager to an adult. It's when I had one of my, my first serious relationships is, is what I experienced in, in college. And you're learning about love and you're learning about just life. Um, and so for, for college for me was, was sort of a, it was definitely an interesting time because I think that's when I recognized that medicine is not, was not the track that I wanted to go on. And that was really hard because again, you know, you as a Persian girl with three brothers, you know, you feel like, okay, I, I need to follow almost like the cultural norms. My path is medicine. And then there's this sense inside of me, like, a like, you know, your instincts are telling you this medicine is not your track. You've got to either deal with it and address it or figure it out at some point. And so I really battled with that during college uh, because at some point I really felt like I wanted to go to law school. Um, but again, it, it was that like notion that you only go to medical school and that's it. So the four years of college I successfully completed, I did well. Um, I ended up moving to Boston to become a clinical researcher. Almost two weeks after graduation, I took a job at the Brigham and Women's Hospital doing clinical research. And that's really where my life changed. That's where I met my husband. That's when I recognized that I definitely did not want to go into medical school. That's when I broke the news to my parents that I didn't want to go to medical school. Um, and it's when I recognized that I wanted to go to graduate school to get my master's in public health and healthcare management which again has nothing to do with what I do today, but that really, um, that laid the groundwork. Um, and that's because I got my master's in public health and I went to graduate school is how I got my job at Ernst & Young. Um, I was recruited in graduate school to become a fellow for Ernst & Young in DC. Um, and that basically paved the way for the rest of my future. That Tina, did, did Alex being in the medical field help you make your decision like i don't want to be in the medical field 100 so i met alex uh before he started medical school he did the md mba program at tufts and watching him go through what he went through and he loved every minute of it you don't right. go to medical school anymore to, to you know to be a millionaire and you do it for the money it's not like that anymore this is not the 80s we're in a different time now you go into medical school because you absolutely love it you have a passion for it um, and, and he really exhibited that. But in watching him go through um, the highs and lows of getting through four years of med school, I recognize that that's not what I wanted to do. Nice. Jolie? Yes. College. So, so yeah. So, like Tina, interestingly, I um, had thought of going into sports, different type of medicine, sports medicine. I was always very much into fitness and exercise. So, I 
majored in biology, but I was debating whether law or, or medicine. And so I, um, I, what stopped me was that I did, I went to see an autopsy and I realized that I was very, it was just not for me. I said, I, I love the field, but I've got very psychologically thinking, why did this person have a tattoo and why did he commit suicide? And he was so young and I was traumatized. It was emotionally not. So I said, you know what? I need to do something different because I love words and I'm very passionate. So let me just go in this other direction with my career. And, um, and so then I, so I had double majored in biology and political science. And, and then I also had the equivalent of a third major in English literature. They only allow you two majors, but I, and then I started a master's program upon graduation. Um, when I decided not to go to law school, I started working on a master's degree in English, English literature. Um, I didn't complete it because quite frankly, I was just doing that for my own enjoyment and I found the master's program to be very easy and it was like an easy A, you just read a book and write and I can write a paper now and get an A plus. I didn't want that. I wanted to be challenged and I wasn't challenged. So I, I quit it, you know, after a couple of classes and I said, let me focus on journalism and trying to make the world a better place. So for me, college, I was working at the Miami Herald. Um, way more hours. Um, I was taking 21 credits a semester and I would go to the gym. Maybe I would go to the gym like twice a day, sometimes, um, for an hour and a half, uh, twice a day. So, oh, twice um, a day at the gym. Yeah. Two days. Yeah. Two days. Even though at the Herald, I wasn't supposed to, st they, I would end up starting like at eight in the morning. They would call me super early. I was going between classes. I was exercising. Um, what gym? What gym? Oh, I used to love, there was a, Kind of, I, I like gyms that are not so pretty. Like now, I go to Equinox, but I miss gyms that feel like gyms and the equipment's a little rusty and right. and real. So there was a Gold's gym that it was just a little raunchy, and I, I hate to say, but I loved it because that it, a Miller? Um, it was like on 107th and like Coral Way down in that vicinity, and that okay. was the best. And I, I again, you know, there's cleaner gyms, there's more nice gyms, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was my thing, and I used to love it. So there. Jolie, favorite exercise in the gym? My favorite. I love spinning, and actually, um, before COVID, I was going to get my spinning certification uh, because I wanted to teach just a couple classes for fun. And um, and then, of course, COVID came along, so I'm eagerly wondering when we will be able to have group spin classes so then I can invite you. Hopefully, you will come with your tropical shirt or any <laughs> attire and do my spin class because it will Dude. be amazing. I love, love, I'm such a fan of spinning. You have no idea. Yeah. You lose as because you're it's all legs. Mm -hmm. Hold on, Jolie. Hold on. You froze up on me. Hold on a second. Tina, you still there? I'm here. All right. Tina, we're doing good. We're doing good. No, it's great. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I try to do it differently. You know, I people get to, I try to, I found a way to just let's talk. Let's, you know, let's figure stuff out. Yeah. See if we get her back here. Her okay. connection, I think, went down. I will edit this out, so don't worry. It's all good. She'll sign back on.
I think she's going to try again. Okay. She, yeah. she, all she has to do is hit the link again. So when's the baby due? September 14th, schedule C-section. That's my daughter's birthday. It is? Yeah, 9-14-15, scheduled C-section. Santa was born at 9 o'clock on the dot, 9 a.m. What hospital? South Miami. That's a great hospital. I love that place. I love it, too. Both I of my kids it. were born there. I had the best experience there. Really amazing. Just great team. Yeah, I have a so I gave baseball lessons to our OB, OBGYN's kid. Okay. So she's super cool, who happens to be the mayor's sister. Oh, okay. So really, really, really nice. And Penelope was born on the 27th of September. Wow. So we're going to have some September fun, let me tell you. You are. You are. But Penelope's turning two this year, right? Turning two. Yeah. It's incredible. Yep. Con daddy. Con daddy. She's, she's here. Con da so I bring her in here to the to the studio and it's dark and she's scared. So she hugs me. She's like, hey daddy, hey daddy, and hugs me. And then so in the middle of the night, she loves milk, man. And she's like, Lechita, Lechita Rica. <laughs> no. -uh. In the middle of the night. Jolie, you back? I'm back. Jolie, what? Uh, what? what I was saying what? is. If you leave, if that happens, don't worry. I edit all this. Oh, God. I'm a big fan of spinning, dude. I love spinning. Yeah. If the dudes don't understand the importance of spinning, and you burn fat so easily, and it puts you in shape. Yes. Can I tell you one little spiel? It's so short, but here's the thing. Whatever you want. You guys are in charge. Awesome. So the thing with spinning is that when I started spinning, I was – I started at this place called the Villa, the Villa, which was on Brickle. And there were the best spinning instructors who had learned, who had gotten their certifications in LA with the original Johnny G who like masterminded spinning. So I was taught proper form and how to like squeeze in your abs. Like it's a great way to build up your abs if as you're on the bike, you're squeezing in. It's better than any ab workout. And so, um, and I was taught proper form, not to bounce certain things. And quite frankly, one of the reasons I want to get my certification is because I see a lot of instructors these days that people are just bouncing all around. They have a horrible form. And I and I have to bite my tongue to say, what the heck are you doing? Um, let's give people proper guidance because somebody can injure themselves. So spinning for me is, is, um, is something that I'm very much passionate about because to your point, it's, and it's also very uplifting to hear great music and detach. And I find my mind starts getting into a really great zone when I spin. 1,000%. I, You feel like a group. You feel like you accomplished something. And yep. you're burning calories like, like just like crazy. When you, you guys are at, go you, for it. Wear the, the bike shorts? Are you a one of the guys? 1,000%. No, no, no. I, would, I have the, is it Lululemon? Lululemon. Lululemon. I'm you good job so i have i have the lululemon the ones with the padding because that seat kills 
Yeah, it kills me. But what I would do is I would wear because I have ch chicken legs, so I oh. wear like the tights under, so it'd be the black things with the tights, <laughs> and I have the spinning shoes for sure. And I and a Hawaiian shirt. And a, no, I started this Hawaiian shirt thing. <laughs> it's funny. That's very plain, uh, solid color, but a lot of black, a lot of stuff. Every all my speaking stuff, I'd always rock this. But this summer. When the Corona thing hit, I go, I got to do something different. Everybody's really, really, really tense. Then the riot started. I go, I got to switch up and I got to become more tropical. And mm -hmm. I've always been, I've always been hesitant because my message of good, of helping people and positivity, I didn't want it to get stuck in anything like being a caricature or a cartoon character or being a personality. But then I got to a point that I said, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm going to, for this summer, especially Miami, so hot. I go, I'm going to rock till Labor Day, because that's when you can't wear white. All Hawaiian floral shirts, whatever. Pulove tropical. And just keep it at that. And I think it's worked for me. I love it. Yeah, it's been a little mix-up. I think it's a great look for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. It's an amazing look, but I would add that you are a character, like it or not, and it's fantastic, number one. And number two, that the thing about wearing white after Labor Day, I have since read that here, at least in Florida, you can kind of wear white whenever you want. Whenever you want, right? I do wear white. I do it. Just just do it. And then, Dina, you would you'd appre you'd appreciate this. I rock them with my red python Gucci slippers. I mean, why not? Whatever makes you happy, so, my friend. You own them. You only live once. You better rock those python slippers, wear them, do it. Jolie, Jolie, I lived in Las Vegas. Yeah? For, so, quick story on me, Jolie. What? Biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball, by far. My dad beat the shit out of me because I wasn't hitting in uh, baseball, so he would destroy me. Mm -hmm. uh, Mikey's my cousin through my aunt. My dad's the youngest of 15 kids. Wow. So a lot of issues, a lot of issues there. Great dude on a lot of things. Prepared me for everything in life except wow. to deal with him. He didn't uh -huh. prepare me to deal with him. So a lot of stuff came to that. Left Miami as quick as I could. I wish I would have left Miami after high school. I went to Braddock High School. No, you're um, I uh, was a frustrated kid. In the sense I had identity issues because I felt so much potential. But my dad gave me no freedom. I felt I had all this swagger, all this stuff. And just it was just my dad enslaved me because he wanted to control me to be a baseball player. And mm -hmm. he didn't want me to do anything. So I let I went baseball career was a disaster, a lot of talent. Finally walked on to FIU as a senior. Did good there. At some point they benched me because I'm a walk-on. I'm a fifth-year senior walk-on. And my dad goes to me, Mira. If today, if you don't fight the coach, I'm going to go fight him. And I go, I'm done with baseball. I'm done with everything. I'm going to go fight him? like In the middle of the field. Go to the middle of the field fight this dude because he wasn't playing me. So I go, I'm not doing this anymore. So I started I started getting the idea that I'm going to become an actor because I had done modeling with Wilhelmina. So I started acting. And then J-Lo was doing a TV show in Miami called South Beach. Produced by Vanessa, uh, produced by her, starring Vanessa Williams. Hmm. And it was a show on South Beach about model agency and stuff like that. And it was pretty good. The only thing was on the UPN. Remember UPN? Yeah. 
It was up against American Idol season two <laughs> on on the same time. So it got no ratings, nothing. But I got discovered then by her. And then I go, you know what? I'm going to go to Los Angeles to act. So I lived in Los Angeles for six years. Wow. In a car. Didn't know anybody. I yeah. slept in the Hollywood Hills. I go, am I going to make it? I'm going to be the first Cuban that dies in the Hollywood Hills acting. Hey. Ironically, what saved me, you know what it was? What? Baseball lessons. So I started giving baseball lessons to little kids in Beverly Hills. That's how I know the Persian community. And I became the most successful baseball instructor with celebrities. And I became a baseball instructor. And I did that. Fought it my whole life. Didn't want to do baseball. Didn't want to be in a cage. Big, big, big people. I had a couple billionaire clients that wanted to invest in me. Like, coach, let's open up a school. I go, there's no way in hell I'm doing baseball. I'm an actor. So I did that for six years. Failed. And I moved to a little town called Las Vegas. That's why I have a 702 number. And I started as a promoter. And then I ran a club called Hyde in the Bellagio. Yeah. Oh. I, became, I became vice president of customer development. Oh. And I really learned how to deal with people there. I became a man there. I shaved my head. Best thing I ever did. I was losing my hair as an actor. I was using all these things. I got the hair surgery. Hair surgery failed. But I did that. And when I was in Las Vegas to tie in with the fashion stuff, Tina, I hooked everybody up. And in I lived at the Aria. City Center has the best stores, the best stores. All my friends became the GMs because I would hook them up at the nightclub of Gucci, of Tom Ford. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? So I have what I have here of an arsenal oh of stuff. God. And everybody, everybody would either give half off or for free. Because, you wow. know, the GA give them a medium of what they could spend. And what I hate about it at the time, Gucci wasn't what it is now. Hmm. So my boy Aaron, who's my boy, he's the one that hooked me up. You see on a lot of my vlogs, I have an MCM. You know MCM? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. The, the you book bag. You have the bag, coach. I know. I have the bag. Up with it, and he's like, "Dude, please just rock this, man. I love you, rock this." He would hook me up with the Gucci stuff, whatever. whatever. So I learned fashion through that because I wore every single day a suit and tie. And I started at a, a Persian dude had a store at the Boulevard Mall, way, way, way off the strip. I wore two suits. I tailored the hell out of them. They looked like Gucci suits. I bought it. They good. They look like Tom Ford suits. Bought a Tom Ford tie, and I rocked that for a year. $50 each suits. Wow. And then success success hit my way, Tina. And then we went from that straight to Tom Ford's. But that's where we started. And I know I appreciate it because Tina's a Chanel lady. Right, <laughs> Tina? Gotta love the Chanel. Love that about her. Jolie, what do, you, what do, you, do you like? And I know, listen, I, what I appreciate is, and I think Tina's almost that way, I like people that are more a connoisseur of something versus the it thing of something. I'm going right. to go rock that, you know? Yeah. Jolie, you have anything like that that you're a fan of? I listen, I'm a fan of quite a few things. So Chanel, YSL, Prada, you name it. I, I like it all. I mean, you can't go wrong. So if I'm pretty easy to shop for if you ever get so inclined to go you know, hit up any of your friends for any more of those. Items. A, I like it. That's what I like. Let's go. You, you can't go wrong. With Let's me. go. Let's go. I love it. How important for you guys notice this till I got older in life. Yeah. Being women. 
Yeah. How important was the relationship with your dads, with your fathers growing up? Um, you know, it's, I think it's critically important. Um, you know, my dad, uh, he left Iran with basically nothing at the age of 17. Um, he moved to DC and, and started a life for himself. He, he went to college. He worked his way through college. He got married young, had two kids. Um, unfortunately over due time, he got divorced, moved back to Iran, met my mom. I was born. They left when I was three months old. So at this point, he has two kids from his first marriage. He has me. He's lost everything because there was a war going on in Iran. Right. A wife that's 14 years younger. He has a newborn and two kids. And he, I tell you the story because it's it's the true American dream. You know, he's the epitome of the American dream. He he to me models and defines what resilience and grit is. Um, he has encountered so many challenges in life. I, it's like it's like getting punched in the face 150,000 times in your lifetime. And every time you get punched, you dust yourself up and, and off and you get back up and you hustle harder. And, you know, the my my dad ended up opening up a body shop with next to nothing. Um, and that became the bread and butter of our family. And he would take me on every Saturday to his body shop to to teach me about what it's like to own a business. And, you know, I tell you the story because. He, he taught me everything that he is the epitome of why I am the person I am today. You know, I, I, I know the immigrant hustle. I know what it's like to make money and to sweat your ass off in a body shop to pay for four kids. Um, and, and that same work ethic is what I give to our clients, um, you know, to my own demise where, you know, people ask, tell me you work too much, you work too much. But I know like I want to give our clients what they deserve. You know, and it's not half-assed stuff. You're either in it to to do it right or don't do it at all. And that was my mom and dad's mentality. So, from a, from an entrepreneurial perspective, my dad was critically important to me. Um, from for showing how you should treat a woman, how you should treat your wife, how you know to have self dignity and integrity. He taught me that. Um, and and the beauty of it is, I'm watching my husband do that for my daughter now. Nice. So. It's really beautiful to watch, and I, I think it's a very special and important relationship. Nice, Jolie. Yeah, for me, my relationship with my dad was absolutely everything. And I remember my dad growing up, he was I was a total daddy's girl. It's interesting you mentioned baseball because my dad was a pitcher in Cuba, and he actually had to quit that. He had to quit his passion, which was baseball and, and other things, because uh, my grandfather passed away when he was – 16 and he had to my dad had to kind of take over for the family and uh, Take care of my grandmother take care of everyone under the Sun He always took care of people and he always was the one that had the burden of everything on his shoulders and He was a giver and a beautiful beautiful person. He was everyone who met him loved him like adored him and He was the type that like when I moved into a condo in Brickell when I was in college like he knew in five minutes, he knew everybody there. And everybody, like the, the guy at the door, the janitor, the building manager, because he went to my building, he spoke to everybody, he made sure they all knew that I was his daughter and to please take care of me. And he was like, What's your dad, what was your dad's, your dad's still around or no? So my dad passed away and I, 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 it kills me every day because what he wanted more than anything was just grandchildren and he would adore his grandchildren. And um, I remember, I mean, he, he also wanted, 
like a boy to teach baseball and my little son Jet, everybody says he has a great, pretty good arm. So my dad would have loved to, to have done that. So, but you gotta trust, you know, that there's things larger than life. Things happen for a reason that we don't understand. I just- 1,000%, 1,000%. What was his name? My dad's name was Mel, Ismael, but they called him Mel. What part of Cuba? Havana. Okay. Uh, what floor did you live on over there in Brickell? Do you remember? I lived on the fifth floor of a building called Brickell Bay Tower. Fifth floor. So I could imagine, Ismael, mira, mi hermano, te voy a hacer una pregunta. Mi hija. Exactly. Okay, Jolie, tú la vas a entrar. Aquí una flaquita. Está entrando aquí rápido. Mira, está en el quinto piso. Tú me la cuidas. Cualquier cosa que tú veas rara. Aquí está mi, mi beeper. What was it? Maybe beeper back then. I don't know. Tú me llamas que I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, oh. man. Exactly. And you know what? He was such a righteous person. Like he was above and beyond, like incredible. Like I remember and it to this day, this is and, and please don't think I'm going on a on a sales spiel because I'm not. But no, I'm messing with you. You say whatever you want. No, the thing is that to this day I I carry this with with me, within me when it comes to business. And one of the things that I respect about Tina is that she's the same exact way. I could not work with anyone else who was different, and I know she couldn't either, but we are above and beyond honest with clients. If we can't help someone, we turn them, we, we tell them we can't. If we can help them, we give it all our all. But I'll tell you one thing real quick about my dad that exemplifies this, that really struck with me. And so to your point about how important fathers are, I will tell you that my dad, obviously coming from Cuba, he had to come to, to the US with nothing and he had to build and you know he always provided for us very well and he took care of us and he was a great father but um he had at one point he had bought like a small piece of property like in in down close to homestead and then he decided to sell it a couple years later and when he was selling it he had given his word to somebody to buy it at a certain price and the guy disappeared for two weeks wasn't returning his calls Somebody else came along offering him su substantially more money. And to my dad, that money was important. Like he would have, you know, he would have benefited from selling it at a higher price. And he wouldn't sell it to the guy because he said, listen, let me get back to you. I gave my word to someone else and he hasn't called me back. I'm going to try him one more time. It's the right thing to do. He called the other guy back and the other guy took and he sold it to him at a substantially lower price because he had given his word. And when, and I was so proud of my father for doing nice. nice. So if those are old school values, and you don't I, see that too much today. No. Sure. So those are the, those are the things that I want to teach my kids that it's not all about the money and it's not all about what you consider. Every time I heard you say I failed, I failed. I love that because it's okay to say we failed and I don't even consider it a failure. It's like, those are opportunities to learn and grow. And you embrace that so well. So I, I just want to commend you for that because your journey has been a definitely an interesting one and you've learned a lot from it. 1,000%. New Star Media. Let's get into it. New Star Media. Yes. Who thought of the name? Jolie did. Jolie did? So, but I, I didn't think of it without Tina. So I was running. And oftentimes when I run or do exercise, I get uh, creative fired. And as I was running back, I had several names in my mind. And like I do, because I typically bet almost anything through Tina, and I have for years, even if I'm buying shoes, I send her a picture. I'm like, what do you think? Uh, she tells me no. She tells me, take that thing off, no. Or she tells me yes. And then I know when she says yes, I'm like, oh, thank God. So peace nice. is restored. But so um, I was running back and I, uh, from a run, I said, Tina, what do you think of these names? And she said, New Star. 
And that's and that's how we settled on Newstar. And Newstar what? Newstar because I, I imagine you're gonna ask why. So to us, you know, it Newstar it it has a lot of significance because not only does it have a positive vibrational energy, just when you think of a star, a new new star media, it just makes you smile. It's a positive name, right? But more significantly, we really believe that we are star makers. And what the value that we bring to clients is that we help them shine. We help them elevate their business to the next level in a very strategic way. And whatever their industry is, whatever their goals are, again, keeping in mind that we work with primarily corporate clients, like everything from legal, healthcare, real estate, finance, technology, that's primarily our, our core competency and focus we really help them become stars within their space. So in, in that arena, yes, you guys are two. Is Tina the PR? You're the PR? Whose operations? Whose specialties what? So we, Tina and I are really a fantastic team because our skills really overlap in a very dynamic way. And I think we are both a little bit of everything. We're highly complementary and strategic. Although I think Tina leans more toward business strategy and a lot of community relations strategy. Yes. And I lean more toward traditional PR, media, writing, crisis communications and things like that. But then again, she also does crisis communications and she also is a great strategist when it comes to PR and media. We, we both really work together very dynamically as a team. And I think that's the value that we bring to clients. I think one client said it really well last week when people always, what makes you different? And, uh, or they might think to themselves, well, what do you do as opposed to what do you do? And I think we both do it all together. We get the job done. But one client said, I see a real good cop, bad cop thing going on. Tina seems to be really empathetic. And, and Jolie, you're more like the driver, like, okay, that's good, but let's talk about ABCD. <laughs> I think it's, it's a really good dynamic because you need both in life. You do. It's interesting because even in our, for whatever reason, our cars, we have the same exact car. Mine is uh, white, hers is black. What are the odds of this? Dude, it's so funny you guys brought up cars. Yin and yang. I I uh I had to take my wife's Volvo in for service. Yeah. They gave me a minivan, right? Yes. <laughs> and to get to make it on time here, I go, give me that minivan. I'll never drive it, but give me that minivan. I, I got a show to do. Yes. Have you guys ever, 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 ever driven or bought a minivan? No. I don't I, so I've never okay, I, I've never owned a minivan. But I, one day I had, my car had to get serviced and it ended up having to get serviced for like a week and they gave me a minivan and my goodness, that was a, that was a, uh, a life experience. Let's put it that way. Why is that such a, uh, uh, it's like a, a, a kill. It's a buzz kill. It's a, cause it's super efficient, <laughs> it but is. just the look of that car. I mean, it's hard to, it doesn't command respect. I don't know what it is. But it just kills the swag, unfortunately. And they try to make it as nice. They black out the wheels now. They're trying to do whatever they can. But I don't know how seriously I could take people that pull up in a minivan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. For families that have multiple kids, you know, or whatever. No, it opens the doors out of yeah, I yeah. know every luxury in the world, but absolutely. Oh my God. When dealing with corporate people and PR. Mm -hmm. why do they hire you to put them in what why would a 
real estate firm hire you guys? What's the point of that? It, it runs the gamut, you know, um, you know, you have you have real estate clients that, that could call us that say, you know, we are in the midst of of starting a project and we want to retain you guys to assist us in the event of a crisis. So from a crisis management perspective, they could hire us. Crisis like something is going wrong. Something could go wrong. It's not okay. it, it can go both ways. There could so be like insurance. So you like insurance. It's so by crisis, what we mean is there could be a crisis right now and we get a phone call and the prospective client says, we are in deep trouble. Uh, we know the media is going to cover this in 2.2 seconds. Got we it. need to help us now. Let's come up with a strategy and we need you guys to execute on behalf of our company. So at Greenberg Charig um, and at Ernst & Young or any corporation, you have a team internally that handles that or you hire agency. So in the, in the case that Jolie was talking about, we at Greenberg, we hired War Media not only to help us out with crisis management, but anything else related to marketing communications. Um, so, you know, we we interface with clients for for branding, uh, for for anything related to messaging, messaging and positioning, crisis management, community relations, creative design. I mean, we we digital marketing. Um, we do it all. Um, so it just depends on the need of the of the client. Jolie, what are the biggest mistakes uh -huh. that, that people that reach out to you guys that you see they just don't listen to you that you guide them one way what mistake do you see people make oh yeah you asked really good questions and if i may elaborate first on a little more on your previous question because it is a really good one why does a real estate company or lawyer or corporate client call us because they want to do what they want to grow their business strategically and whether and whether that means that they have a crisis that they need to get through and continue growing their business or whether that means that they want to expand to a new market or all of the above most of our clients um all of our clients it, whether you are a law firm or whether you are an insurance company you have they have people who hire them or who buy their products or services, they have competitors and they need to market themselves to their target audiences. And so they hire us to develop the right strategy to understand what is my, how do I make my business different? How should I be positioning myself? What markets should I be in? They need an overall business strategy. They need a community relations strategy. What boards, what nonprofits, what should I be doing within the community? And all of that ideally is, is best done when it is aligned with an overall business development plan, which is what we put together for them. And then we execute on it, on it in terms of, well, now that we understand what your business is, what makes you different from your competitors. Now let's bring that brand to life. So now let's look at, let's make, let's create your brand identity and your logo and your website and your social media so that it brings that brand to life and we position your brand in front of your potential clients or customers and referral sources in a way that's going to meet their needs in a way that when they view your brand and they interact with it, they say, wow, they can solve my problem. And so it's very important that the brand is relatable to your target audiences and shows them, everybody always asks, what's in it for me? Why should I care? That really answers the questions they have about why, how can you help them? Because it's all about them. And how can you solve their problems? And again, companies of all sizes have moments of crisis. They have investigations. They have negative reviews on Yelp or not even, or they, they have positive moments where they want to really capitalize on positive momentum that they have. So whatever place they're at in their business cycle, they rely on us as a strategic partner. And typically our engagements are 
for over the course of years and years. So it's rare that a client just works with us on one project and then says, okay, thank you for this project, we're done. They really wanna partner with us at a high level because they always wanna keep growing and expanding. And the things that they do wrong, primarily as it comes to, I think clients make a lot of mistakes in terms of, um, and, and again, this isn't when they hire, when they've hired us, typically it's before they've hired us. A lot of companies in some of the industries that we've served, primarily take healthcare, for example. A lot of healthcare providers think that it's only their job to care for people. I'm a doctor, I'm a, I'm a hospital, I'm a healthcare provider. I am noble. I don't need to be marketing myself. The problem with that is that as you start growing and getting bigger, people are gonna start looking at you and watching you. And sometimes there are opportunistic people that say, I wanna file a lawsuit against this hospital because there's money at the end of that rainbow. So suddenly you have someone filing a lawsuit against you, right? And that lawsuit is gonna make national news. And so suddenly that, this is just one example. Suddenly that hospital that has been providing great care for all these years to patients, now because they haven't, they've made the mistake of not building relationships with the press and not having a brand identity that really speaks to who they are is getting hit with negative branding and damage to their reputation. And at that moment, it's really hard to start trying to build relationships with the press when you've ignored them for many years. And you'd be surprised, so many institutions, particularly large corporate ones, have these backward media policies where they are afraid of the press, they, they, they mishandle them, and they spend a lot of money on things they shouldn't, like paid advertising or buying a table at this thing. And they make a lot of just mistakes that are not strategic. I find a lot of it is based on the fact that a lot of them don't, um, don't really understand how the news business works, which is why our background in media working in newsrooms is so important. Um, and a lot of them, you know, make a lot of fear-based decisions um, instead of really coming from a place of power and telling your, and asking themselves, who am I, where do I want to be? And how can I really market and position myself for long-term success? Look at Jolie. Jolie crushed it, huh? Look at Jolie. She's ready to roll. No, I, I love it. I, I love it. Decided to stop. I love it. New customer comes in. We get a new client. Yes. You guys go meet them always together? Yes. Her, always together? Okay. So you meet together. You talk. You talk. You talk. All right. We love you. Boom. You're in. Do you guys then huddle up, brainstorm? come up with like a diet plan for them of what you're going to do. Is that yes. how it works? Yes. Everything, everything, um, you know, when it comes, number one, when it comes to onboarding a client, we're both very engaged in it. Like Jolie said, you know, we don't just take a client for taking on a client. It has to be, you know, so it's a client that really resonates with us. There's got to be a mutual connection between the, us and the client, the client with us. Um, it's not about the money per se. It's really about helping that client and 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 moving the needle with that client or their their business that they represent. Um, so when we do onboard a client or engage a client, um, Jolie and I always strategize. Like Jolie said, strategy, business development is something that I absolutely love. It's 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 in my blood. It's what I was. My father taught me that. It's what I learned in in working at Ernst and Young at Greenberg Charig. It, it's what that's my passion. Um, so obviously that's when we, before we start working with a client, Julie and I talk about, okay, what are the real core needs of the client? How do we define those core needs? Um, and then we basically track every week where we are at with that client. Um, and, and, and that's how we, that's how we take the client from A to B. 
is to determine what their core needs are um, and use that as a baseline uh, to help them move the needle. How long has New Star been open? Because it's like a year, is it? Not even, right? Not even. We were officially um, established in February of this year. Any bickering, any arguments between you guys yet? Um, I wouldn't say it's bickering, you know, it's, you know, Jolie and I, like any, any business owners, we, we, ha we always like to we listen, we come with different perspectives from time to time. Right. And it's really about cuddling together, hearing each other out and finding a middle ground, you know, because Jolie brings a lot of insight to the table. I bring insight to the table and like any co-founders or co-business owners, you're going to have moments where you may not be on the same page but it's how you work it out. It's about being transparent. It's about being real. It's about being honest. It's about hearing each other, recognizing when you were right and recognizing when you were wrong. And anyone that starts a business, especially with a partner who doesn't expect to have those moments of maybe not being on the same page, right. I mean, you just have to anticipate that it'll happen. It's like any marriage or any relationship, but it's how you pivot you know, from it. That's what differentiates the winners from the losers. So far, how are you guys doing? I think we're, I mean, we're doing great. Um, and we don't even have to say think. We're really, we're, we're very blessed. You know, we, we did uh, start our business right before COVID hit. Um, I think a lot of people, I even had a friend send me flowers because she, she was worried about how business was going during COVID. This is a true story. And um, I called her and I go, you know, this is so beautiful of you to send me flowers. And she's like, I just feel so terrible. You start a new star. And I'm like, we just onboarded our 10th client. Like, and she was like, what? And so, you know, there's this, this automatic assumption, which is very real. That, you know, because of COVID, you've seen, you know, businesses closing and employees getting furloughed and, and people just close and shop. And, you know, I think this has been one of those moments where, um, you know, Jolie and I have really recognized the power of networking, the power of really establishing a great reputation for yourself and the long term effect it has. Um, we recognize that success doesn't come by sitting in the fetal position, crying and feeling sorry because we're in the midst of, of a pandemic. You know, that's sink or swim. You know, you either get up, brush yourself off like my dad did and try to find strategic ways to make your business work or you 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 sink and you feel sorry for yourself. So you, there's two there's two avenues. And we've been really able to be resilient, to be tough, to be strong, to network, to hustle. And it's worked to our betterment. We've been really lucky. Yeah. Regarding uh, to to uh, expand on, on that, I had some thoughts hearing Tina. So one of the things I'll tell you about when you ask the question about bickering, so is that one of the things that we both bring to the table is, and I used to always say this to my team at my prior agency that I told you that I, that I had established and sold before partnering with Tina on Newstar, is that with our work, our sole focus is this huge responsibility that we have to our clients who entrust us with their businesses and with their lives and their families to deliver. And so our sole focus is doing the best job for those clients. And so this is not about me. This is not about Tina. This is not about our team members. Um, everybody, when they check into work, they leave their ego at the door and it's about us finding the best solution. And so to that end, naturally, we're going to have a moment where we're like, we should do this or we should do that. But it's always with the spirit of, collaboration 
to really find the best thing for client. And I'm a person, and I know Tina's this way, I love to learn from others, and I love when people tell me, hey, no, Jolie, there's a better way. So that's part of the fun of life, and that also makes you a better a better consultant when you're open-minded. So that's one of the reasons that I even accepted the, the notion of partnering with Tina um, on this, because I know the type of person she is, that she's like-minded and in spirit in terms of, um, this is not about me personally, this is about helping our clients. One other point to make also, uh, with respect to the next thing that you were that you were talking about is that we interestingly my prior firm which was called Roar Media and I had I had grown it it became the third largest in South Florida and we had over 40 almost 50 employees uh, when I pulled it it was the third largest by revenue and number of employees I have to tell you I started that agency in 2008 in the middle of the downturn and I literally thought that I was just gonna my idea was just to work on a couple of, of, of clients. I had just gotten married and I said, I'm gonna do a great job. I love what I do. I wanna focus on helping a couple of clients in a, in a very high value way. And I had no idea without even trying, just by doing a good job, just by giving you know, that same spirit that I had as a 16 year old high school kid that worked until midnight because she believed in doing her job to the best ability and stayed at the Miami Herald until midnight um, to do the job right that same hard work ethic really attracted clients to want to hire me. And then they, when they hired me, they, they didn't want me to just do their PR. They wanted me to build their website and do this and do everything for them. So I started having to hire people. And, and without even trying, just because I do everything, just like Tina, we do everything with love and we give it our all and we provide the best counsel, it just grew organically. And now with Newstar, it's interesting that it's the same type of situation where we're in the middle of unprecedented times, just like the financial crash of 08, and without even trying, because again, we haven't been really marketing ourselves. We haven't even fully launched our website. Um, we have clients coming to us, and it's not only that people know us, it's the fact that people trust us, and it's the fact that when they speak to us and they speak to other agencies out there, they not only see the, the knowledge that we have and the strategies that we deliver, they also see the 2% that which is that we really care, and they can that passion comes across. And that's, I think, what's very important and tangible that clients appreciate. So to your point, it's the middle of, of COVID. It's really a crazy world. We are busy. We are crazy busy. We've just hired another employee uh, who starts July 1st and we're continuing to grow and add clients. It's phenomenal. And I'm very, very grateful, but I also know that it's not like somebody sprinkled magic dust on us. We work very, very hard and, and we are, and we're both moms and I'm a single mom and we do what it takes to get the job done round the clock. And we love it. Oh, I like that. And, End of story. No, it's great. Good story. Good story. Now, I'm responsible for helping New Star Media. I'm part of the team now. Great. What is New Star Media doing to promote New Star Media? Well, we are doing a lot. Uh, we're, we could be doing more, quite frankly. We could ah, look at Chica. I love it. I love it. She's like, we could be doing more. All right. What are we doing? Talk to me. Talk to me now. Okay, so listen, we we post, we are sharing our thought leadership and insights about ourselves on social media. We actually got a client through social media who saw our Instagram and liked who we were and, and reached out. And that that new client starts on Monday with us. Um, so we do that. We're also placed, sharing our knowledge through the press. We're 
participating in interviews. We've had a lot of articles published, articles that we write on, on marketing and business development topics. And we're also out, um, you know, as out, uh, by out, I mean, you know what I mean by out, but we're- How many posts <laughs> out? How many posts are you doing a day on Instagram? Um, we're really about doing about two to three a week. Um, we're not really posting- Whoa, what? Two to three a week? Tina. Yeah. No good. No good. Two to three a day. Yeah. We, again, we have to, we, I think we're going to um, be very strategic in what we post because I think our clients for, for our, the type of clients that we serve, we want to really focus on sharing our thought leadership and not just, you know, posting like an art card or something to amuse people. We really want to take our social media to the next level. Right. Um, right now we just started our business. And so we're finalizing our website. Um, we're, aiming to get that launched shortly and then really step up our social media so that we, one of the things that we are going to be doing is uh, sharing our thought leadership and our guidance and doing a lot of video content and a lot of art cards and things like that, that really provide tips and tactics and our knowledge, which is what companies really want. So we want people to be able to look at our social media and come away feeling like they learned something and they got value out of it. So that's, we're redoing our social media, but ask us that question again. I would say in three months, we're literally going through our whole branding, you know, design process. All right, but hold on, hold on. Okay, whoa, 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 okay, hold on. Remember, I'm the third partner now. There's no bickering between us, so yeah. <laughs> I'm here to pump you guys up. I want you guys to win more than anything. I get it. So you're talking to a guy here now. I don't have a website. Never had one. Yeah. I never did branded. Never did anything. I just did right. Now I understand you guys are corporate and it's different and stuff like that, but. With the amount of talent that you two have, with the amount of experience, with the amount of day-to-day -day activity of documenting that's happening, my opinion as the third member of this team, silent partner, but third member is this. This is what I would do effective today. Once the kids get out of the pool, their swimming lessons and the whole thing, <laughs> you have your lunch, you sit there and go, okay. If we wait for a website and we wait 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 and we wait, we don't have three months. Why? Because your message is so important. And you know who's the right customer? The one that needs you guys today. And you can't control who's going to like you guys. Right. So what I think is let's control what we can control. The two things, our effort, which you guys have phenomenal, and our attitudes, which you guys have phenomenal. The problem is what if I need you guys today? but you guys aren't posting enough. So what I recommend, this is what I recommend. You don't have to listen to me. Mm -hmm. I got a lot invested in this company, but <laughs> I would do effective immediately. You guys are smart because you have all the talent. You have all the knowledge. This is what you guys do. I would start a YouTube channel. You start YouTube, you guys talking. Number one, you guys talking about everything. One hour show. Don't worry about clients. Don't worry about that. You have clients already. They like you because you guys have it. But I want you guys talking about you guys. Mm -hmm, yeah. And if you start talking about Gucci, it went to Gucci. And if Tina starts talking about being Persian, so being Persian. If you start talking about being a Cuban single mom and being in spinning, because what's going to happen is right now you're gathering everybody in the market that's in the corporate world. But you know what corporate people are? They're humans at the end of the day. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, this big client who's Persian is going to wait a minute. She's Persian and she's in Miami. 
I want to I want to talk to her because you're not going to put in a post. Hey, I'm Persian. So please you're not gonna do that. No, but talking in an open format, just talking about stuff in life. Are we going to talk about new star? Absolutely. But you're going to talk about stuff. You're going to attract people. You're going to talk about spinning. Oh, my gosh. She's into spinning and she's a single mom. I like that about her. So YouTube channel. Number one. Number two. We're going to strip the audio of the YouTube and we're going to do a podcast. That's podcast. on the list, by the way, Coach. That Coach HP. Jolie will tell you. I even came up with a name for the freaking podcast. What's so the name? You want to share the name? Or that's, you're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna, that's a surprise. Okay. ASAP podcast. We're going to do that too. Don't worry about fancy anything. I don't care if you record it with the old phone that looks like string on the thing. Podcast. <laughs> And then you strip the uh, the the footage, and that becomes three daily Instagrams with 10 stories daily. Do people not want to hear stuff? Trust me on this. Jolie, please trust me on this. I don't have anything except God told me to do something, and I do. If you do this, what do we have, 10 now? By December, you'll have... 120, 120 by December, if you do this. Right now, today, call it the no website episode. In this episode, no website by News Star Media. That's it. That's it. You're going to be human. Because what's happening is, and I'm sure you guys see this a lot, see the corporate world and the real world, me, I'm real world, corporate world is different, is merging. And oh. the, the winners, hold on, Jolie, the winners as I'm seeing it, are people now that become relatable. And you guys True. are already so relatable. This now tells me more of me liking these girls. And there's no such thing as oversaturation of greatness. Is there? No such thing. You I are love that. Amazing. I love it. And, and yes, that's on our list. One thing I will tell you, though, is that a, a distinction that on our personal pages, and this is very true for social media, um, because as you know, for example, Facebook, um, the algorithm, the posts that you share with your friends, with your friend network, um, are, are seen more often than posts, and I'm just trying to simplify it for, our, for this conversation, are seen more often and readily than posts on your company page, right? So on my personal page, on our personal pages, to me, that is just as, if not more important, that as the content that we share on our business branded page, because people get to see, to your point, we have gotten clients, and over the years, I have gotten clients through my personal page where I'm a human being, where I'm not the corporate person. And if you go to my, my Facebook, it's open to the world. I have pictures of my, like people want to see who I am, that's who I am. And I'm proud of it. And it's right on, on my personal page. And I'm connected with clients on Facebook and they get to know me. And so I, I completely understand and agree with everything you're saying that people hire people they know, they trust and they like. And it's not just, it's not really just about providing the business advice in a suit, which we can do on our, on our corporate page. It's also about them seeing what's behind that suit because they're human beings too. So, um, and ultimately we're also of the mindset that, um, if someone 
you know, if, if someone uh, is, is, we want to work with clients who truly get us and are aligned with us. And if they see, you know, that Tina's Persian or they see that I wore a red dress and they don't like it, I would rather say, go find an agency that you do like more because this is who I am. I wear red dresses and Tina's Persian and I'm Cuban and this is what we bring to the table and let's celebrate that. Let's, because that, again, we went into business, especially at this stage of our careers, um, because we want to work with clients and companies who are truly aligned with us and we can create a really, really close knit, um, mutually rewarding relationship. So Jolie, I, Jolie, more, more, we need more Jolie, more, more Jolie, more Tina, more I Jolie. That. We're not going to wait on a website. I love it on a website. We didn't wait on a website to collect. What do we have now, Tina? 40 people. How many clients we have? We Ten. have 12 clients. 12. 12, 12 with no website. No, website. forget have. the website. Forget the website. Forget yeah. the website. I Let's agree. attack. Let's attack. There's too much talent here to wait for a website. Tell you something with my prior firm, Roar Media, I did a really bad job of marketing my own firm. And I would ah, you see, that's why I'm that's why my partnership is so important here, Jolie. <laughs> I wouldn't notice it's the cobbler syndrome, right? It's like the shoemaker is makes shoes for everybody all day that when he comes home, he doesn't even care about his own shoes. And so that's what, what we suffered from. And honestly, I would I'm such a like generous person. Like I by nature, I get more excited to plan other people's birthdays than my birthday. So even when it comes to like promoting Listen, all I want you to do is not promote myself. No, 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 Tina. All I want you to do is this. No, no, no. I want you to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. But I want you to document it. Yeah. One of one of the biggest things I've ever did, and I and I still have it. I gotta give it. I recorded my first session ever with Ethan. Okay. One of the the biggest, biggest, biggest admiration I have for them as parents is that they're real. Yeah. Listen, if my son isn't a 10, I'm not going to sell this dude as a 10. If he's a three, bro, I'm sorry, you're a solid three. And I grabbed this kid and I recorded him, right? Wow. Never been taught before. Never been taught before. Never been taught patience. Alex had never been taught, listen, this kid has zero reflection on you. This kid acting this way doesn't mean you're a bad parent. It means he hasn't been trained yet. That's all it means. Once he's taught, in a loving, positive way, watch the difference. Watch the difference, okay? This kid would grab the ball, throw it, be all over the place, be jumping up and down. We <laughs> completely switched it in one hour. Because Jolie, pay attention, Jolie. Yeah, Talk with the taxi. Pay attention here. It's yeah. important. Yeah. That documenting of it, the documenting of it, I didn't have to promote anything. I just documented it and I right. recorded it. What I want you to do is I want you to record yourself helping other clients. And then I want you to post you helping other clients. Yeah. That's it. I don't want you to think about it because if you think about it, it ain't gonna happen. I want you to post. Hey guys, so what's up here? So we're here right now, Brickle Avenue, my dream client. We finally got Equinox Gym. I work out at Equinox. So we got Equinox Gym. So we're going to bring you along Equinox Gym now. Let's see how it goes today. And some clients are going to let you record. Some clients are not. You're going to post that. You're going to post. That's what you post. Jolie, if we do this, Tina, 120 people by December. Last two questions. I'm going to let you guys go. Last two questions because I'm getting all fired up here. Okay. Tina, favorite type of music? 
I believe it or not, I love eighties music. I it's it's in my blood. It's what I work out to. I did a Peloton ride this morning. Speaking of cycling, I have a Peloton in my house. That's what I jam out to. So I'm give me one eighties song, one eighties band, one eighties group. Oh, what do we I like? Mean, you can do Madonna, Depeche Mode, uh, anything, anything from the eighties. I'm I'm all in. Jolie. Um, I love all types of music, but particularly I love rock. And so in high school, I was that girl that listened to like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd and all that sort of stuff. And I still do. And But I do love all kinds of music. And I also um, like just like soothing, relaxing music lately now, too. But yeah. Listen, to end real quick, super proud of you guys. Thanks. Just from this conversation, I know nothing about New Star Media other than this conversation. I know Tina personally now for a real long time. Jolie, I just met you now. But there's a reason why you guys are winning. And the passion to help, the passion to win, the passion to be great. It's very obvious with you guys. So I'm very happy to showcase that. I'm very happy that you guys are getting along. I'm very happy that you're still friends, which is super important. Listen, more important than having a successful firm is having friends that you can rely on and talk about fashion and talk about Corona, talk about riots, talk about school, talk about what's right in the world, what's wrong in the world. That's undervalued. Mm -hmm. Let's keep this process going, this team. Please don't let anything, budgets, opinions get in the way because this is special. And there's not too many in this day and age of friends that can last in business because of egos, because of stuff like that. So that's number one. Number yeah. two, any question for me right now? Anything I can help you with? Any Anything, Tina, Jolie? Question. Um, no, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is that we're honored to be on your podcast. Um, I'm personally really proud of you, Coach HP, of, of knowing you, of watching you grow your business. Um, Alex and I are forever grateful for the work um, that you've done and the love that you've given our son, Ethan. Um, he loves baseball because of you. You've made us better parents, um, better sports parents. Um, and, and that's something that we'll never take for granted. You're truly a gift. And I'm not just saying that. There's a reason why I'm a big fan of Coach HP. And I, you know, I'm always giving your name to everybody because you are a rock star. You own your shortcomings. You own your challenges. You pivoted from it. You've grown from it. Um, and, and that's just, it's, I, I hope you pat yourself on the back. I really hope you do. Oh, thank you so much. I love it. I love it. Jolie, any questions? Anything I can help you with? I, I second everything Tina said. I just met you and I've really enjoyed this. Truthfully, um, I don't just say things I don't mean. I came away very impressed by your story and your journey and your shirt and everything you've got going on over there. I say keep it up and thank you for your goodwill. You you wish well for others. I can tell you're that kind of person. So you're a good soul. Keep Keep on doing it. I love it. Tina, I'm going to, you guys send me whatever you want me to tag. Okay. Thanks. I want to, I want to tag you guys, whatever hashtags you use, whatever it is. Okay. Okay. And yeah. I'm going to edit it up. I'm going to, we're going to do a podcast out of it. We're going to do YouTube out of it. We're going to do Instagram clips out of it, Jolie. You're going to see what I'm talking about. And we're going to promote this thing. We're going to, whatever you want to push, I'll do a swipe up. We'll push it to it. And we're here to help you guys, okay? Amazing. I wish you guys an uh, amazing week, an amazing everything with this corona thing. It came back. We're going to beat everything. 
Yeah. Positivity's back. Positivity. With New Star Media. Yes. It's your coach. Love you guys. Have a good day, okay? Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 